We are fans of a television show, Numbers. Joe is about an FBI agent who recruits his younger brother, mathematical genius, to help him solve crimes for the FBI. A beautiful mind is CSI. Take me back to school, professor. Can I tell you about using more math? This is our podcast. That is the miracle math, Charlie. Thank you. I'm glad somebody noticed. Hey, everybody. I have no idea what episode this is, but this is the JLG Numbers podcast. My name is Jesse and Becky. Are you with me? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yay! It worked this week. Yeah, it did. That's super exciting. Yay. So, we kind of didn't do it last week. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here this week, and that's what's important. Yes. And um, also, I'm excited because we're getting a lot of new listeners, Becky. <laughs> we're getting a lot. I don't think you've checked the email because... no. I have that, but um, <laughs> we are getting a lot of new listeners and um, uh, a little bit more feedback, which is a lot because we haven't gotten any yet. So this is pretty exciting. Oh, nice. Yay. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yay. And someone's in the chat room. Is that you? No. 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 Okay. So, so, well, it might be. Yeah, but yes, that's probably me. <laughs> I've got it on so I can listen to it while we're talking. All right. Okay. So... We want to, instead of doing a, um, a a summary, we decided that we're going to pick out a couple of topics instead because the summaries get really super long. And yeah, they do. And they, they're tedious for those of us who've already watched the show. So yeah, we figure okay. we get to the meat of the, the heart of the show rather than kind of overview it. Yeah, because we kind of figured that you should have already seen it. Because <laughs> if you didn't. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to listen to about it before I see it, but okay. Yeah, because there'd be a lot of spoilers. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be rough. Okay, so I guess the first thing, do we want to talk about the case first, or do we want to do... Um, I, guess we, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It was the case. I didn't really prepare much. Oh, well, this show, this week was really exciting. It was about uh, street racing, which uh, it... It lends itself to a whole lot of possibilities, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, the main gist of the show was that there was, you know, kids street racing, and and uh, one of the cars crashed into a cafe, killing a bunch of people. And uh, they were trying to figure out what happened, and uh, there was lots of cool twists and turns. So, yeah, um, yeah I I kind of enjoyed this one. Um, do you want to take the first topic, or do you want me to? Um, you're more than welcome to. I just want to say that I really like the case. I did read online where someone, I was looking for news, and someone didn't like the case at all. But I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't, to me, it wasn't one of their more exciting ones, but yeah. it wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed watching it. Um, I was kind of disappointed with how little math there seemed to be in this episode, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's just because of, they're changing their formats, but it used to be that Charlie would explain stuff and, you know, they visit him frequently, and it seems like it just was happening a lot less in this episode than usual. Yeah. Don't forget, too, though, like, they got smart or something overnight because, remember, like, Don was understanding all of Charlie's math? Yeah, yeah. It kind of weirded me out. So I hope that's not, like, something permanent, like, that Don's suddenly a genius. Yeah, and Larry, Larry 
at the beginning, totally deferring any type of input is totally not like him. He usually yeah. has an opinion for absolutely everything, whether you want it or not. And uh, Yeah. But I kind of wondering um, if they're setting up like, you know, Larry's having a revelation where maybe he wants to come back to who he was. That whole chess game kind of. I hope so. Because I kind of miss him. I think he had some really good input. He did. He and he always, nice character. he always grounded Charlie. Like, he always made it so that Charlie, like, could see from the real world instead of his math brain. Yeah, because he tends to be out in La La Land half the time. Yeah. Right. So... I, I, which is nice and interesting, but, you know, if he's working with these real cases, he does need some kind of anchor. Yeah. Mary was yeah. kind of that for him, I think. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Yeah. So do you want to talk about your case? My case? Or not case. Topic, <laughs> whatever. The topic. Yeah, well, that was kind of my topic. Was the, okay. Um, was the fact that they're, they're just, they seem to be moving away from as much math. They did, they brought in this new air, uh, engineer character, which I wonder if they're going to bring him in a little more. The um, Ray Ray character? Yeah, because um, he seemed to um, kind of integrate into the cast a little more than somebody who would just be a throwaway character. Yeah, that I'm pretty sense. sure that I read somewhere that he's at least going to be around for a little while. Yeah, and I found it really interesting as well that um, Megan was flirting with him during this episode. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. Everything is, like, all jumbled up. It's hard to know what to think, because, like, Larry's not in character. Colby's all screwed up, and da- uh, David's yeah. all screwed up because of Colby's all screwed up. So I'm getting a little bit, like... Yeah, everybody's characters are changing. And, and evolving is one thing, but I feel like they're kind of jumping the shark a little bit. Maybe a little. I wonder... If they're going to start to bring it back together is what I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if they're just having a problems figuring out how to bring it back to normal after the, the last season's yeah. uh, last episode and this season's premiere. It's kind of, I don't know. It's not bad. Right. But uh, it, it's just changing a little too... Um, and there's not a whole lot of explanation for all of the changes. So it's mm-hmm. not like an evolution, it's, it's a jump. It is a little bit jumpy. But hopefully yeah. they'll start to bring it back together. Yeah, hopefully. We'll hopefully, see we'll happens. see. <laughs> but it's and it's not bad, it's just different, I think. I, yeah. I totally enjoyed the fact that um, the FBI guy who was, um, I think he was in the truck working on some kind of thing his comment was i'm glad that i have uh chosen to save all of amita's parameters or something oh yeah kind of, <laughs> yeah they're yeah. they're they've totally integrated all of this math stuff not just what charlie's doing but what amita is doing as well into yeah. their fbi stuff which is i think it's kind of cool it actually seems that seems a little more realistic to me than you know this Charlie and Amita Fairyland, you know, just comes in right. and helps. It's more of a, yeah, it actually affects what they're doing, and they're mm-hmm. integrating it into their daily routines, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, and actually along the lines of Charlie and Amita's relationship, like I feel like they're setting something up for us. Um, whoa, sorry, my computer's talking at me. <laughs> um, but uh, 
they're setting something up for us, I really feel like, because they're going from, they're um, leaving little hints of, how do I make it stop? <laughs> uh, <laughs> setting up hints. It's us, too. Isn't that even better yet? Uh, they're setting up hints, like, of how Amita's leaving stuff around the house or, like, the awkwardness of um, them being around or her being around all the time and, like, letting herself in with a key. Uh-huh. And so I just feel like they're um, – I kind of hope that they're setting something up, like a different, like, twist that's not necessarily a part of the cases, but it's a part of, like, an everyday life story. Like as a, Yeah, like, the reintegrating day. their daily life, because they were doing that for a little while. And, yeah. Well, and I, you know, I, I wonder what's going to happen with them. Because, yeah. yeah. I, I hope that they um, they integrate her more, you know, kind of thing. Because yeah. I think they're good together. Their characters yeah. totally are good together. And she doesn't seem to really mind the fact that he is uh, romantically awkward. And right. as they spend more time together, he seems to be less and less so. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, they're just really starting to, like, this season, they're starting to look like a couple. Because before, they kind of, like, you never really saw any affection between the two of them. You just saw the math. Yeah, and this season they've been teasing each other and uh, doing stuff together besides just the math stuff. And yeah, so, I like that too. Yeah, that's cool. So I like that they're integrating Amita more, but what about Larry? Can we get him back? <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if they're integrating Amita more so that you know they don't have to integrate Larry more. Yeah, I don't know. I hope no. I hope not. I like his character. I think he should be yeah, there. Did he- um, on 24, did he die, or is there a possibility that he could go back? You know, I don't know. I didn't watch the show, but um, my experience with shows like that are, did if he even if he did die, did he really die? Right. You know well, what I mean? I mean, I wonder if they're kind of keeping the door open for how long they could actually have him. Yeah. I don't know. He's interested in bracking out and doing other stuff, and uh, so... I've heard rumors about him being in a couple of movies this next next winter. So Okay. Well let's see. The, the other topic we have is the subject of Colby's where Colby stands. And I think it's all over, but at the same time it's really important. It's kind of annoying, but it's not really all over though, is it? I mean there's they still have to everybody knows what's going on now. Everybody knows what happened and why he did what he did. And they made it clear in this episode that his his spot on the team is not secure. He's got to decide what he's going to do now because that that was his spy assignment, not his assignment assignment. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's weaved in all of these storylines. And so it's really important, and it's important to wonder what everyone else thinks too, you know? Yeah. Like – is Charlie, I mean, Charlie, he's been kind of really excited and joking with him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I wonder what Charlie was really thinking, though. Like, is Charlie really excited, or is that kind of a front he's putting on? Or I feel like since Charlie's such a good guy, though, that's probably... Yeah, not- he is. But, um, well, when Colby came to his office to talk to him, he was alone. One of the first things he did when he walked into the office was give him a dive about... Um, it's a super secret spy stuff. Oh, yeah. So I wonder if that's be him being kind of sarcastic, kind of veiled, um, uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, well... Not contempt, but, you know, his little sarcastic way of... I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's hard to... hard to put your finger on what... uh, I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, I mean... And then we have the members of the team. Like, what do you think Meg... I mean, Megan. I think she's a little bit more straight-faced than everyone else. I think that she really wants him to stay. I do, too. Um, with the way she acts, I think that, you know, at first she didn't quite know what was going on, but now that she knows what's going on, she seems to be adjusting more to whatever happened to her when she was on her other assignment. And Yeah. Uh, will we ever find that out? I guess we can discuss that. I don't again. think we ever will. <laughs> it kind of frustrates me. But I wonder it if seems- it'll come back. <laughs> It probably will. I'm hoping it will, because that would make a really interesting storyline. Yeah. But I'm noticing that the more she discusses stuff with Colby, the more she seems to be relaxing and okay. And so Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if working out this stuff with Colby is kind of cathartic for her, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it's probably good for her, and I think that maybe David should do a little of that eventually. Like, I know it's going to yeah. be hard for David to ever trust him again, but I think if you want, if he wanted to work on it, he might want to start talking. Like, And David is a macho guy. Yeah. He, from the very beginning, has been the very macho guy. And, and macho and guys don't discuss their emotions, and macho guys don't say, you hurt me, because that would make him less macho. Yeah. yeah. And Diane Farr is, her character is the psychologist, or psych, uh, or whatever she is. She's yeah. one with all the psychology background. She's a profiler, yeah. So she kind of knows knows what she should be doing to help herself and to help everything kind of fall back into place. But, you know, you, on a team like this, you have to know who you can and who you can't trust. Yeah. And I think that um, the fact that he didn't know what was going on and was never let in on what was going on and then had such a traumatic, you know, betrayal uh-huh. and then was let in, I think for David it's going to be a lot harder because yeah. it's going to be harder for him to trust again. Are you, you know, are you on special assignment? Because his assignment was to report on all of these people. Yeah. So, and I also think it sucks for Colby because, like, he was placed there. It's not like Colby was like, Hmm. I want to integrate myself into this team. and Yeah. Yeah. It's not, like, I always feel bad for him because, like, he was doing his job just like the rest of them are doing their jobs. And I know that it's hard because they all trusted him. But that was still, um, I mean, that's what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And he, I think he genuinely likes this team. I think he yeah. really, I think it really affects him that he had to betray David's trust. I think they were best friends, and I think that was real. I think that was genuine. Yeah. And, you know, it, with how obvious it is that it hurts, like, like when they were supposed to do the, when he wanted to do the stakeout, and he asked yeah. David to do the stakeout. And, of course, um, Don. Don came in and said, oh, we'll go. You know, you can have the day off. I think yeah. that kind of totally ticked off Colby. He wanted to take that chance, I think, to try to square things with David. Yeah. And it was obvious that it made David all tense and upset that that he would have to be. He would probably do it because of his job, 
Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know that that Don did any favors by uh, cutting in there. Yeah. Well, and then Don gets in the car and wonders why Colby's not talking. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, was like, um, I wonder. Huh? <laughs> I think I think Don may have seen it as a chance for him to talk it out with Colby and to have Colby talk it out with him. And yeah, and. Colby didn't want to talk it out with him. He wanted to talk it out with David. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, sometimes Don's brain, like, just doesn't process the whole thing. Yeah. He's very one-track-minded, which is good for his job, though, I think. You know, I'm kind of wondering if he's still seeing that psychiatrist. Oh, I don't know. They haven't mentioned anything about that lately. I don't Wait. know. Speaking of still seeing, I read something, and... About Millie. Like, what do you think is going to happen with Millie and Alan? Oh, yeah. We didn't see Millie at all this episode, did we? Uh, And I read, like, they were like, I wonder if they didn't get her to come back or something. And then I was like... I know. I didn't hear anything about that. Well, I mean, I didn't hear anything about that. And then, like, they've mentioned her name a few times, but are they still dating? (laughs) I know. I would like to see him dating. He's He's a good guy, and... And yeah, I think that if he wasn't dating, he'd have way too much time to put his nose into da- into Amita and Charlie's business. <laughs> doing quite well already. Oh, like when he was like, at your age, I already had children. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, Dad. <laughs> he was like, uh. I he totally know. freaked out. I mean, he's like, um, what do I say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the poor girl. But. <laughs> That kind of made me laugh. And I don't think it was meant that way, but yeah, it kind of came across that way. And so that was awful. He, yeah, if he's not dating Millie, let's talk about maybe his um, his schooling and how he joined Ray Ray's class, or he audited it, technically. Yeah. I don't know. Like, did he actually join that class? He, I thought he just offered for him to do it, yeah. Well, at the end, yes. he came out and he was like, I just audited the class, but... But he he and Ray Ray kind of have the same type of way of thinking. They're, you know, he's an architect and Ray Ray is an engineer, and they have the same type of, of way of thinking, and they both have been trained, I think, kind of in the same way of thinking. And so I think that he's kind of found himself amongst... Um, between Charlie and Don and Larry and everybody, he's kind of the odd man out. Mm-hmm. And with Ray Ray, he's found himself a comrade. He's found himself, you know, yeah. someone similar rather, you know, he's kind of inside on the inside track rather than kind of on the periphery, if that makes yeah. any sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if, like, I wonder if the character of Ray Ray is going to be recurring or... Yeah, I kind of hope so. He seems like a good guy. But yeah. if they make him come back several times and then make him betray the team, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think that is overdone now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. I I don't know. I hope he comes back. Hopefully he will. I don't know where to find yeah. out. There wasn't any news this week, so I was kind of a little... Yeah, but, I didn't find anything either. But. Yeah, that was rough. Um. Then there was one other thing. I was just thinking about it. Oh, Charlie's new book. It's going to be a self-help book. 
Oh my gosh, I couldn't get over that one. <laughs> I know he said talk. Okay, listen, listening to him talk about that, the math of friendship anyway, is kind of the way I, I interpreted it anyway. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not just a math geek. But uh, oh. he's beyond math geek. <laughs> and then I want to do it as a self-help book. Yeah. I oh. don't know. That's kind of... <laughs> With the way he, the look he had on his face, though, I think that he, I think that he's not exactly happy with that result. I think he meant it as a serious math theory, and it's being treated as, you know, the pop psych du jour. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I think it's kind of ridiculous, like, to think but, that it's going to be a big seller. But it I, probably will be, I think. Yeah. For the you show. know, yeah. I mean, if if in real life that something like that was released, I bet it would be a bestseller, just because that seems to be the trend at this point. Yeah, and, uh, it it does seem like a sellout though for him because he is a serious math student and he needs to have a serious math book out. I think. But yeah, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> we'll we'll see how this goes. I yeah. think there's a storyline in this that's going to continue throughout the season. Oh, hopefully. By the way, yeah. for our listeners, I just thought if um, you're listening live, our um, guest number that I'd give oh, you yes. if you want to call in is 347-215-8202. And also, if you go on to Blog Talk Radio, there's like, I don't know how it works, but you can get there's to a little it. Room. Yeah. If you go to blog, if you go to Blog Talk Radio, if you're listening right now, obviously you can see the the main page. Um, there is at the bottom of the page where you can sign in and chat with us as well, and kind of a chat room type thing. And it looks like we have somebody joining us. Hi, Ellen. Cool. <laughs> and there he goes. <laughs> and there he goes. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, so you're welcome to join us and put in your two cents. If you think we're totally full of learning, feel free to call us and let us know. There's a good and chance. And discuss I, it with us. What? I have, I have a tendency, like, if I really like a show, it's very hard for me to find fault with it. <laughs> oh, yeah? Um, oh. If I really like a show, I totally in-depth overanalyze for some reason. And uh, yeah. so, like, yeah. That's, That's good, though. It's better yeah. For <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I obviously, you know, I'm talking about these characters as if they're real people because when I like a show, that's the way it goes. The and the fact that go. I am a fan of several of, I mean, I used to watch Northern Exposure. I don't think I missed a single episode of Northern Exposure. Oh. And uh, I've had a, I've had a, my Hollywood crush is David Crumholtz. He's been my Hollywood crush since he was in Adam's Family, and. Uh, I'm glad so, it's not Rob Morrow. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's not my crush. Although he was really good in, yeah. He's oh, kind of a jerk, or not huh? really a jerk. He's, he's sometimes he's kind of inconsiderate. <laughs> like for yeah. shows, he showed up like an hour and a half late to the Megan Mullally show, and then he oh, wore sweats. <laughs> like he just wore a big weird pair of red sweats. Like nice. Oh, there better be a good reason for that, buddy. This is your job. <laughs> I, I was like, what are you doing? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but so then, okay, for this week, do you have anything um, website-wise? 
don't know. Um, no, I haven't had much time this week to yeah. um, do research that. Um, FYI, we are students, and so we don't have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working full-time, and I'm going to school part-time, and I, I I'm yeah. the other way around. <laughs> I school full-time and work part-time. So we're trying to do this podcast in between everything, which yeah. uh, from time well, to time we don't get it together, but usually we do. try um, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of podcast or a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of websites out there um, that are dedicated to numbers, um, especially through the math end of it, because um, again, they do use this math in everyday in high school, in high schools, and in in junior highs and elementary schools, and so um, it's just a matter of googling it, I guess. Um, I will. Um, there are several um, websites as well that are fan sites of each of the individual actors. Uh-huh. So um, I was thinking, like, for next week I would have a couple of those up and ready. All right. But, that would uh, be good. Yeah. Um, oh, in news this week, well, it's actually for the next coming month. I'm pretty sure that um, I read this. It's uh, I can't remember what it's called. Diane Farr in... Is it Alimi Ballard? <laughs> I don't really know how to say his name. Okay. Uh, he's the one that plays David Sinclair. Uh-huh. Uh, they are doing, like, this tour with, uh, what is it? <laughs> Shoot, what is it called? It's um, Every Baby Has a Story campaign, and it's the um, tour for the National March of Dimes. Oh, uh, nice. Yes. So... I don't really know a whole lot about it, but if you search Every Baby Has a Story, there's a lot of celebrities that are involved. Um, <laughs> Jody Sweeten from Full House, for instance. Melissa oh, Joan wow. Hart. I think that... Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's like an adult now. I know. That's these people from Numbers, I really feel like, are the most updated people. Like, they're the newest. They're not from, like, Full House. No, yeah. I guess we have someone from Entourage. Um and Boston Legal, and Ed. Uh-huh. But, oh. uh, so November is Prematurity Awareness Month, and so they're going to be doing something with that. You can, I would, if I had read it, <laughs> um, I just read the gist of it, but it's put on by the March of Dimes, so you might want to check that out and see yeah. what our numbers people are involved in. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, you know that um, Rob Morrow is um, on the chair for the ALS, um, foundation. Is he really? Yes, he is. Um, oh. a- I can't remember exactly what ALS is, but it's a it's a disease that slowly is debilitating, and uh, one of his friends died from it, so it's one of his causes. Huh. The so. ALS Association is um, uh, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease. There you go. You know exactly. It. What I'm about. <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, I looked it up on the internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. It helps to have internet up while we're talking, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, um, like go back to yeah. Last week or the week before, I can't remember because I could look at it. But anyway, um, we got an email uh, from Holly Mac. Okay, so Holly, that's her email address. I was trying to read to you, but that wouldn't work mm-hmm. out. Um, and so let's see, we'll just read 
give you a little gist. Oh, okay. good. She feels the same way I do. I feel, uh, I really feel for Colby. Just when he thinks that he's back as part of the team, he gets made unwelcome, especially the way that Sinclair was acting in the first half of the episode. I do feel bad for Colby, and I do understand where David is coming from. So it's yeah. tough. It's tough to take sides because, like, they're all so logical. Like, I know. Like, we shouldn't it. have to take sides. I know. <laughs> And then she says that it is great to see Larry out and about at Kelsai and playing chess as Amita. I did like that, and I liked that Larry was trying to be, like, all cocky and be like, yeah, Amita's yeah. letting me win, and she beat him. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, and she thinks that Alan is trying to push for Amita and Charlie to get together. Mm-hmm. I, I can't decide if he's trying to push for them to get married and have children or, like, because I feel like he's doing that, but at the same time, some of the remarks he makes are kind of rude, like about how when Amita had a key and he was kind of like put off by that. <laughs> he was like, oh, um, okay. Like, I don't really know how he feels. I think he has mixed feelings. Yeah. Because it is going to disrupt their family because none of his boys are married. And yeah, and it, it's his house, but it's not his house. Which, yeah, that's oh, what always changes things. It changes the dynamic. I think he wants to know where he's going to fit in. And so we'll yeah. see what happens. But I really hope that that story continues to advance every week, even if it is just little teeny tiny snippets. I still like it. <laughs> yeah. And then Holly likes Ray Ray. Me too. And she oh, says good. that I think he might make a great addition to the team. Ooh though I think he might have been hitting on Megan when he came into the bureau with Charlie. Yeah, I um, kind of feel like Megan. I think Megan was hitting, was flirting back, though. Yeah, I think it was pretty mutual. Yeah. I don't know if I feel like he'd be a great addition to the team, like as a, like maybe like a consultant for the team. Yeah, I think like a a, a different angle of Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Um, he does he, he does work with, what, was it NASA? Yeah, I don't really remember. He was just a member of NASA. It was another government. Mars. Yeah, it was a government agency. I just can't remember which one. Oh, it must have been NASA because he was like trying to figure out stuff on Mars and yeah. computers. Yeah, and then, I think it was NASA. Yeah. Well, it says here the ending of the case surprised me a little bit. Uh, or no, yeah, a little. But it was great to see that all the cases were combined. They were all very intertwined. Um, and the ending with David. Uh, finding or leaving Colby's lost woolly butterfly really tells me that Sinclair wants Colby around. Love the ending family scene with Ray Ray. Look forward to next week next week's episode. I that little woolly butterfly. I had no idea. <laughs> like I don't know. I kind of zoned out when he first said the name. Oh, um, you didn't get what they were talking. He talked about it like three or four different times because he was upset yeah. that it was gone. He was really I upset that it was gone. That yeah, all of a sudden I was like, what? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but then, um, and then we actually see what it is. Have we seen it before? <laughs> no. Okay. I think it's kind of been on, maybe been on his desk, but not like Probably nobody focused it and said, this is what we have on his desk. <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was a little confused. Yeah. But I don't know. It was... Um, I'm looking forward to next week's episode, but all of a sudden my mind blanked. I can't even remember what it is. Um, For next week's episode? Yeah. Let's see. 
I've got CBS.com up here. I can look really quick. But, um... I don't know. Um, Next week's episode seems really interesting, but, uh... I can't even remember. (laughs) (laughs) Really, my memory sucks. Oh, by the way, if you want to send us emails, um, we do have an email for this podcast exclusively. It's jlgnumberspodcast at gmail.com. In numbers, of course, there is no E. It is a three, which I feel like maybe I should register both numbers with a three and with an E, just in case some of our mail gets misdirected. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, the next one. After recognizing numerological patterns in the Bible verses that the killer leaves behind, Don and his team are able to track the killer's movements but are one step behind when a gripping twist brings the chase to an end. That sounds interesting. I'm really excited because of the way they were talking about, like, just all these different key, the facts from the Bible and, like, how they all play in. I was very mm-hmm. interested. I don't know why I couldn't remember it, though. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, me neither, and I just looked at it five minutes ago. But, uh, uh, it, yeah. It, it seems in the numerological patterns in the Bible is something that, you know, I've been studying lately, um, just on my own, so it'll be interesting how they incorporate that into this storyline. Yeah, it will be interesting. Let's see. And it's I... really interesting to find out because um, Don and uh, Charlie and Ellen are all Jewish. Oh yeah, I so definitely be inter- didn't remember that. Yeah, I don't think they've said it outright, but when they were heading to their aunt's party, they all had the uh, kippah on. Oh, yeah, good call. And I do know that those three are all three Jewish in real life, so. Oh. Yeah, you know that? Yeah. Um, So it was just a little fun fact, I guess. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, Let's see. Well, you know what would be really sweet is if um, people would call in. So, yeah, that would be nice. We'd like to have your feedback. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us what you think of the new, you know, Colby David storyline. Uh, tell us what you think about Larry. Do you think that they're writing him out of the show, or are they just making it, you know, room for him to be a little more sparse and be able to come back now and then? Do you think Ray Ray is going to be a, char- a recurring character? What do you think? Call us. Let's see here. The phone number is three four seven two one five eight two zero two. And if you are listening to this not live, um, first of all, I apologize for the audio because I listened to it the other day on the computer, and it was a little bit less pleasant. But yeah, um, it's- I apologize for the audio. And you can also call us and leave us a voicemail at um, – oh, well, no, you can't call. <laughs> I'm so confused. You can't call us and leave us a voicemail, but if you have the capabilities, you can record it and send it to us by email. At jlgnumberspodcast at gmail.com. I got really confused. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wasn't quite sure what was going on. Yeah, if they call this number and leave a voicemail. That would be, that'd be interesting if that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, next week we're again going to try to record. Are we thinking six again? Is six okay for you? Well, six yeah. my time. It's three my time. I'm I'm on the I'm on the left coast. I'm, yeah, I'm in Michigan. I'm not really on a coast. Yeah, well, the coast of Lake Michigan, but whoopee. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 by a mighty water. I'm not technically on the coast. 
either. I'm like an hour and a half in from the coast. But well, you're close enough then. You're I'm on the that coast. Side. I am. Yeah, with a really heavy breeze, we can smell the ocean. It's really interesting. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, so we'll be here again probably at six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock is it Pacific? Pacific. Uh huh. And so you should really call in and join us. It's the same number. And you can also, again, email us, like especially you can email us about this week's uh, podcast or the episode. And I'm pretty sure that if you email me after next week's episode that we'll be able to incorporate it in our our podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's always a lot of fun and interesting to hear about. Yeah. And is there anything um, else? Well, um, we've got about 20 minutes. Why don't we talk I about know. the uh, – Individual actors and what what they've done previous to this show. Okay, who do you want and to start what, with? Um, well, let's let's start with my uh, Hollywood crush, Mister Crump. Right. <laughs> he's been. Yeah, he's been. Let's see here. Adam Family Values came out in what eighty nine, eighty eight, yeah, like that. And he played. If you are not aware of this, he played the uh, nerdy friends when they went when Wednesday and what's his name, her brother went to camp. Okay. And they were the ones that were picked on. And Peter McNichols was actually there in that he was one of the uh, camp counselors, the head camp person. Oh. He was the, the cheery guy. He was, so, born on, he was born in New York. Mm-hmm. May 15, 1978. That makes him how old? 88, 98. Under 30 um, for the year. Yeah, he's, well, it's here. So, yeah, he's two years younger than me, so he'd be about 30, 29, something like that. So, oh, and uh, did you know, uh, well, I'm sure that you know, well, hopefully you know, <laughs> um, David Krumholtz actually get, has played Judge Hirsch's, Hirsch's son before. In, yes, on Broadway. Yeah, in a play. with my father. Yeah, and, and that's actually one of the reasons why they chose Judge Hirsch to be the father. Yeah, that's really, I love that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, Mr. Krumholtz is also in my favorite movie, Serenity. He played Mr. Universe. I was very, very sad that they killed him off in the movie because that means that if they do a sequel, there will be no Mr. Universe. Have you seen Superbad yet? Superbad? Yeah. No. Because apparently David Krumholtz plays in it. Oh, really? I was like, wait, Interesting. we know that? It's Is that a movie? Yeah, it's super bad, the movie. It's one of the, like, it's by the people of the four-year-old version, I think. Oh, that's a new one then. Okay, yeah. I don't see new movies when they come out. My budget does not require, does not allow for that. Yeah, and he was in Bobby. I, did, I haven't seen that yet, but I really do want to see it. Yeah, I do. I was very disappointed in his... Uh, performance in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, which was a disappointing movie anyway. But uh, uh, where he he played a, a marijuana smoking idiot. But uh, who is he in Ten Things I Hate About You? He is one of the nerdy friends that's trying to oh. um find out information for him about Right, we've her. discussed it already, eh? I don't think is they it? have. Okay. I don't know. Um, um, he's good. Good stuff. Good in that Let's one. See. Oh, I mean, I don't, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, go ahead. Um, he 
was not good at mathematics when he was in high school. No. He, he failed algebra two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. But um, on um, if you go to YouTube mm-hmm. and Google him, there his um, his uh, screen test is on YouTube. Oh yeah, you know and I it's, saw that. It's on the DVD uh, special stuff. Really? Oh, I don't. Yeah, again, budget. <laughs> I rented it. I definitely did but, not. Buy it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's really interesting to watch him because he's already in character. You could see him as Charlie in that audition. That's probably why he got it because it was so spot on. Yeah, he's a really good actor. He was on five series, but didn't, um, but didn't quite make it. Yeah. Well, not all of that was his fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, Some of them were pretty bad. I'll have to admit. <laughs> he was in Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny. Uh huh. I haven't seen that yet. I really want to see that. If it's good. I don't know. It's Jack Black, who's really, in my opinion, really funny. Okay. You watch it and tell me how it is. Okay. I'll do that. Hi. I'll do that. Shall we move on to someone else? Yeah. Who do you want to do next? Um, I want to do Peter Nichols, or McNichols, sorry. He's he's been acting for many, 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 many years. Yes, he has. I don't know what he started with, but the other day I was um, watching in 1985-86 at Shelley Duvall did a series called Fairy Tale Theater, uh-huh. and one of the ones that they did was um, called uh, The Boy Who Left Home to Search for the Shivers, Okay, and he was the uh, main character, Aww. and he looks so young. Like, There's actually a really young picture of him. Well, not really young, but a much younger picture of him on um, TVGuide.com. Yeah. I've been spelling his name wrong, though, that we've discovered. <laughs> yes, and I keep saying it wrong, <laughs> which is bad. Yeah, well, first of all, it's Mac Nickel, which I got after a while, but then I thought it was N-I-C-H-O-L, because there's another actress, Peter McNichol, N-I-C-H-O-L. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's not it either. Yeah, that threw me off. So then I was like, so now I spell it Mac and then I N I C H O L, but it's just a C. It's just <laughs> a C. Yeah, spelling American spellings. Um, one thing is, uh, it's, that's a very Scottish name, and when people came over, um, if they didn't know how to spell their name, the person who yeah. was at Ellis Island would just spell it however they felt like it. Mm-hmm. So. There are a lot of variations of every name you could think of. Yeah, so don't look up for him. Spell it correctly, people. <laughs> you'll you'll find him under the other note spelling if you Google him. But um, yeah, he was um. Oh, did you know that he was the voice of Fenwick on Recess Schools Out, the movie? Yes, yes, I I, I saw that. That's. That's Interesting. Interesting. My favorite, <clears throat> he played Janusz on uh, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I and it that. took me, because that's one of my favorite movies, because he was he was so good in that movie. It was just yeah. awesome. And so for the first season, I had a really hard time not seeing him as yeah. Janusz. <laughs> Just so funny. I also, you know, because the character that he 
supplicates himself to, I guess, if you want to call it, is uh, Vigo. And so when Lord of the Rings came out and Vigo Mortensen was in there, I just kept seeing both of them together and hearing Vigo, which was (laughs) odd. Yes, I'm a nerd. I know it. Um, But, yeah, he he did actually a really good job in that movie, I thought. Is Balto, too, is that animated? Is what? Balto? Yes. Okay. That's a cartoon movie. And uh, let's see, what else has he been in? He's been in a lot of television series as well. Yeah. Um, I also, he was in Sophie's Choice. I think that's pretty notable. Really? I haven't seen that. It's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty, like, it's pretty popular or whatever. So I think, yeah, you can buy it on iTunes, FYI. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah. I don't know that I would want to, but okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't do anything through iTunes, but I don't have a Mac, and so it makes it really difficult for anything you buy through iTunes to be able to be transferable to anything, so. Oh, yeah. Unless you have an iPod and a Mac, it doesn't doesn't translate, which really drives me nuts. But, yep, he was also an L.A. McBeal. He played a total, uh, yeah. I'm not going to swear on the podcast, but, yes, that was him. <laughs> he which was totally felt weird and out of character for me, but uh huh. Did I didn't you watch, watch? Oh, sorry. Did you watch season one of Numbers? The season mm-hmm. one first. Yeah, yeah, with when they had um, Sabrina Lloyd instead of Diane Farr. Yeah. Yep. I actually because I saw that David Krumholtz was in a new series, I started to watch it. Yeah. So. Did we ever? What exactly? I can't remember exactly what happened to her. I think they just transferred her out, I thought. Like, as a character, and it, was it because of um, her ties with Don? I think character? so. Okay. I was like, I think I missed something, but I didn't. We're okay. <laughs> but, okay, so do we want to do a different actor? Hmm. Yeah, let's, oh, Dragon Slayer, that's the other one. Have you ever seen okay. that movie? Peter McNichol yeah. was in Dragon Slayer. Which okay. Is one of the quintessential 80s. It came out at the same time, basically, as Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and all those other 80s fantasy movies, and it's really good. He plays oh. a young wizard in it. And it, it it's, sure. yeah. It'd be I, very interesting, I'm sure. I no longer have a copy of that because I lost custody of it in my divorce, but as soon as I find it again, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Okay, um, oh, who should we go to next? Rob Marley? Do, yeah, we can do that. Or Diane. Do, who do you want to go next? Um, I've been taking Rob. Off, so. That's okay. We can do Rob Morrow. <laughs> Just know that oh. he sometimes frustrates me. <laughs> yeah. Megan Mullally he, heel. <laughs> I was like, oh. He, yeah, he does not do many live interviews. And I think it's just because they seem to freak him out. Yeah. I don't think and he's very good at being himself on TV. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, and the only things that I could think of that he's been in, which I'm sure there's more, um, uh-huh. was Northern Exposure in this one. But well, I'm sure there's more. <laughs> I don't really, he, wow, he was nominated a lot. He never won anything for um, Northern Exposure. No, 
He did. I mean, he was nominated a good amount of times, three years for the Golden Globes and two years for the Emmys. So. Yeah. See, that was filmed not too far from where I grew up. And I was in high school at the time when that series was out. So, um, yeah, it was probably less than an hour's drive from Spokane where I grew up. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, because it was in Roslyn, um, Washington is where it was filmed. Uh-huh. So you can still go there and and visit the cafe and stuff there. That's cool. It's a tourist trap now. Um, and then yeah, the 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 foundation that he is a part of is called Project ALS, and the website uh-huh. is uh, www.projectals.org. Mhm. And um, he is trying to unite the entertainment, corporate, and scientific communities in a commitment to finding a treatment and eventually a cure for this fatal disease. Which is that's good. Yeah, I think um, that's a pretty worthy, worthy cause, maybe. And if you guys didn't know, Mr. Rob Morrow actually, um, I was going to say something. I, I got confused again. He is he directs some of the episodes of Numbers, mm-hmm. and since he directs some of them, you'll notice in a few episodes he's actually um, not prevalent in the episode because he's taking the time to do post-production on it. Yeah. And... I just have to say I understand that actors want to engage in other parts besides just the acting, but I think that if you're going to engage in something, I kind of wonder if it would be more helpful if you engaged in something that wasn't directly associated with what you're doing, like what you're working on at the I, time. You know, I think that, I don't know, I think that with others, like um, like with that 70s show, um, Topher Grace, who was the guy who played, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Foreman. Was, um, yeah, he he did. He directed several of them, but and yet the ones that he directed were not ones that he wasn't in. I mean, he he didn't really until he decided he was going to move on to a different different thing altogether. Did they pull him out of the episodes? Yeah, and that's actually um, it's fairly common to have you know people who are principal actors who want to branch out to direct. Um, I think the chance to direct, I think that, um, I don't know, it's hard because then I sometimes feel like you're kind of jeopardizing your show a little bit. Not really jeopardizing it, but you're kind of, um, I don't know, I don't always agree. Like, I think that they should be involved in the creative process, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they should always be initiating the process themselves. Just because, in like... If you wanted to direct another show, which I know would be pretty hard for him to do, but like if you wanted to direct another show, I'd be okay with that. Like Yeah, but with this show they already have the the gist and the flavor of what goes on in this particular Yeah, I just don't show. like that he is the lead he's a lead in this show who's um not always the lead because he is busy being um a director. I don't know. I don't want, and some of the episodes that he's directed, I also haven't really enjoyed as much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like they kind of put other things on hold. You know what? I would like to see. I would see like to see Josh Whedon direct, write, and direct a, yeah. an episode. That would be that cool. Would be, or if we could get Tony Scott to do all of them, <laughs> it might be a little costly. He did the uh, the first. The, the premiere, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I thought he did a pretty good job, so I was pleased with that, and yeah, 
so that would be pretty good too. I don't know. I think. I mean, he's not a bad director. I just no, and he's produced and directed several other stuff as well. Um, yeah. He has his own production company that he does a lot of um, things. It looks like he's um, almost done with the bucket list, which I believe he's got um, his fingers in, other than just being an actor. Uh-huh. I just um, um, sometimes people say, sometimes critics say that maybe the actor should not be in the creative process because you're not always looking at it from the outside view. You're looking at it from an inside view, which could kind of change things the way that we look at it. So, I don't know. I don't know. I you See, what I'm, I'm going to school for is um, motion picture and television screen, screenwriting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I kind of, I can see your point of view. But on the other hand, who better to know um, than somebody who has been on the inside, because yeah. they they have to they have to be able to interpret what's going to happen inside yeah. to make it look like it should on the outside. They already yeah. kind of already have that working knowledge, which but I is also where I am like, at a disadvantage yeah. because I don't at this point know anything. So, but I also feel like they also aren't the ones that know the most about their characters. Yeah, you know, like they, they should. Know the most about the characters they play because the writers do, because the re- writers create this world that these characters live in. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of feel like maybe, maybe, Well, I by that know. logic, nobody should direct them but the writers. But uh. Well, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't think that I just prefer if he would not direct because I don't like oh. him. Some of the episodes he's directed aren't my favorite, and I don't really like him. And he would be, if there was a reason for me not to watch the show, it would definitely be him. Oh, <laughs> yeah? Would, like, I really don't like him. <laughs> Interesting. So. Yeah. Well, he's not my favorite character, obviously, but he's not my least favorite either. Yeah, well, and there's also just, like, there's evidence of how the actors will skew things when they direct or produce a lot of production and creative decisions. And I think maybe we should just leave that up to the experts. But, okay, we can move on. We have, <laughs> well, we're almost done. We have, what, two minutes left of the show now? <laughs> we have five minutes. Five minutes. So we can talk about Diane Farr real fast. Yeah. She She's young, and she's only 74. Say and that again? She, she, she was born in 71. Oh, I thought you said she's young. She's only 74. <laughs> yeah, she's. Okay. And um, she was on Rescue Me, and I loved her on Rescue Me. I really liked her. If I remember her. correctly, her dad is um, Jamie Farr, who played Klinger in the... What? Klinger in MASH. Oh, yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> she was yeah. on Rescue Me. I was confused. Sorry. <laughs> she was on Rescue Me, but her her dad was an actor as well. He played Klinger. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite characters on that show. Oh, and she was in an episode of Arliss. I loved that show. Arliss? It was an HBO show. Oh, yeah. And she was in Roswell, and I kind of like Roswell, too. She's in a lot of good stuff. Andrew Carey, but I didn't see those. Yeah, I don't remember her being in Drew Carey, but that that doesn't mean a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah. She was was on Drew Carey's show during the My Divorce, so I don't remember a whole lot of what happened (laughs) in that time period. (laughs) uh, Cool. She briefly taught drama at a maximum security prison. 
That is awesome. Yeah. I think that is really cool. Um, That's, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah, it does. She's married to someone who's Korean, which is pretty sweet. And then, I yeah. Know. What is the name of her child, if I remember correctly? Oh, Beckett? Is Beckett? Beckett something or other. I don't remember. Beckett and then something Asian, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oops. We have about three minutes left, so maybe we'll come back to Diane. But so I was thinking about it, and I think that um, episodes, I actually thought about this before, but mm-hmm. that next time episode will probably be about 45 minutes, scheduled for 45 minutes. Okay. Because since we're not doing a full summary, that kind of took up the bulk of the show previously. Okay. And it might be helpful for people that are going to be listening to this um, through iTunes or your feed, so it's not so long. I don't know. Maybe it'll be helpful. Um, But so that's all we have for you. Again, you can call us next week at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, and then our number is, oh, okay. Our number is... uh, 347-215-8202. Yeah. And you can always email us. You can email us audio comments or you can email us... um, dot audio commenting emails like an email that would be sweet too and we'd like to hear from you and we're also on MySpace you can type it in and search for us JLG Numbers Podcast I believe I wish I could remember now would be a good time to remember and yeah so I think that's it nice you have anything else you want to say uh no Next All week, right. turn to next week, and we'll talk about the interesting uh, Bible numbers. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll talk to you all later then. Bye. Bye.